<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communications? You're in the right place. Hey, everybody. It's Hype Buster. Welcome. <laughs> we always try to like welcome you into our, our warm uh, embrace. Um, with a clunky first couple. It's it a really, it was a really awkward hug. It was one of those like, oh, we're going in. Okay, we got it. It's not straight out. We're doing like the weird sideways over the arm thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you had a hit a slow dance as a child. <laughs> like, you know, I just did. Like I never. It, does like, it go on the waist? Does it go on the shoulders? Like, no, you couldn't do the waist in Catholic school. No, you had to go shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like mummy dancing. Yeah, and the whole time I'm, I'm just like, why don't I be dancing with this chick? <laughs> no, gay rights weren't there yet. <laughs> Am I you're all like, boys Catholic like, school? <laughs> I prefer Timmy. Timmy looks great. I like the way he dances. I like the cut of your jib there, Tim. Oh, <laughs> poor tiny Chris. He was great. That kid. Uh, so so how how's life april uh life is good doing some stuff around the house yeah doing 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 a lot of uh basically moved three rooms around wow completely redid three rooms yeah and are you happy with the results yes very happy it's gonna take some putting back together but um there was a lot of i'm a very this will come as a huge surprise to you but i'm a very creative spirit who doesn't really have things linearly organized so like if i use this room for this but i also use it for this i just make it for both but then people are like what is this room <laughs> <laughs> like what ha- what happens in here <laughs> like, oh my god april white confusing cleaners since 2021 <laughs> a thousand percent <laughs> oh my gosh That's it's so like funny. you don't know like what the purpose like everyone else has a normal house with so, like normal like every, okay, the living room and the dining room and like you know when you have your office and then you have mm-hmm. everything you know delineated and mine's just sort of like you know, it's for all the things like, <laughs> so, so I had a day bed that doubled as a bed that doubled as a couch in front of the TV. And it was exactly like, exactly what a day bed, <laughs> by the way. I know, I know, but it's also like the room was also like, what is happening in here? Like, do you sleep here? Is it a hangout room? Is it a oh, gotcha. room? Yeah. Like, is it a, you know, is it the living room? Like it wasn't, it wasn't super clear. Right. Uh, so now there is a very clear living room. Yeah, I moved the music studio into my office. So now okay. it's like music studios over there. Okay. So both workspaces <laughs> are side by side. Oh, that's good. Um, and then over there is like the workout room. Well, <clears throat> now you have some beautiful new spaces to yes. uh, stretch. Um, I found out that I really dislike movies um, over the last <laughs> I mean new movies or just movies in general but just just movies in general okay, okay. so um because i know and and, and I, I was upsetting dale all weekend because i know where the narrative is going in every movie because all i do is narratives all day long right so um you know what i mean so you know where you're going so i was watching so, so you're like, like oh so they're gonna hook up and then they're gonna get and then they're gonna like 
bomb this thing and then together mm-hmm. they're gonna whatever you had like the whole thing figured out so yeah and it's and, and it's not like i'm i was watching terrible movies um so north by northwest i had an issue with <laughs> so we're watching north by northwest and i'm just like why do we care about this why is any of this important why is that why do we care about this guy like who cares and so anyways so that wasn't that wasn't popular it wasn't a popular opinion then we watched the lost city channing oh, okay. and sandra bullock i didn't see that i physically screamed three times because the jokes were too long <laughs> i <laughs> i was siskel and the ebert up over over the weekend here the only thing that did meet my approval was Clifford the Big Red, Big Red Dog, which was a nice little cap on a weekend of terrible TV. Um, the new Top Gun is actually amazing. Oh, not that guy. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I know. Tom Cruise. I, under- I understand. He looks a little old and haggard, which makes it like he's a different person. It's very strange. I mean, he's still mm-hmm. kind of good looking, but it's like, oh, oh, Tom Cruise got old. You know, he doesn't kind of mm-hmm. look quite the same. Um, but Probably what doesn't was, look good on everybody. No, it didn't. I mean, it's. I think probably because he's got that. <laughs> I'm getting like attacked with kisses by my cat. Um, very cute. Anytime, anytime we talk about Tom Cruise, that cat is. I up. know he just. He's like I'm. I'm in. I'm in it to win it, Tom. Um. So I don't know. That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> anyway, the cool thing is that they use um real Navy jets. It's not like special effects. They actually put the actors oh. on the back of these planes and flew them. And then, I mean, it looked harrowing, honestly. But yeah, because it wasn't, you know, like fake, it was like, oh my God, you know, you give you a new appreciation for how terror, terror, terrifying, kind of like terrorizing that entire situation would be. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> We we finished the movie. Kyle's like, I haven't felt my hand for the last two hours because I was just like, this is death grip. And he was like, Well, if you do want to have a more romantic evening, Clifford the Big Red Dog. (laughs) (laughs) But I know everybody loves this part of the show where we talk about the movie. Ourselves forever. Everybody loves it. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten fan mail from people in jail that really liked this part. <laughs> in jail. Um, <laughs> should we move on to something that's related to not us? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's, the the show. let's talk okay. about news stuff. There's Breaking news, news. Let's do it. Oh my God. Okay, let's dive in. So um, this week, we're going to be talking about inclusivity, which is fun with Target, which is going to award $25 million in paid media to diverse brands. Um, Target has created a Roundel Media Fund. Roundel? Roundel? Roundel, I think. Roundel. And it's going to give more than $25 million in paid media to diverse owned and founded brands by 2025. So does this mean, do you think this means the story is that they're going to be in, in Target circulars? Or they're going to actually pay for them to be in magazines. And that's the one thing I was trying to figure out. Because is it just going to be like another Target ad campaign? Right. And is it just brands that are sold in Target, I would imagine? Yes, it's just Target. 
Right. So let me see. Does it say drilling down and adding more specific investments to its commitments? Um, increasing racial equity in the retail space by supporting marketing mm -hmm. programs, blah, blah. Does it say anything about a typical paid media program through Target costs more than $50,000. Mm -hmm. But through this, participants would receive the same mm -hmm. benefits and reach for only $5,000 per brand. So I think it is because they said it's this in-house mm -hmm. media network mm -hmm. and it's the paid media program through Target. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're right that it's probably, but mm -hmm. I don't know what that entails. Is it just the in-store flyers or is it no, well, something do you see, else? Like in the, on, the, um, on the picture, Oh, and what I'm going to do, everybody, is I'm going to do a screen share because this has become a real big hit with our audience. See, I screen, I've screen shared. I see love the, it. See this right here? Yep. This on the right hand is Discover. Oh, I see, I see, I see. That's what it is then. Yep. And then it's back there. It's not like an Irish person. <laughs> I'm back there. <laughs> that's, that's what it is then. It's like, what? That's what it is then. So no, um, but basically with that, with their show, it looks like um have you been in a target recently? Ish in the last it's three months. It's different. It has more of a marketplace feel and less of a Kmart feel. So like that where all that all that beauty stuff is, that is like all black owned businesses, uh, minority owned businesses, etc. Um that's cool. I like this. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, and I think Target does it. It makes, I think it makes sense at Target. Yeah. Um, so. I like uh, it. That, good, good for them. Good move. It's a good yeah. PR move too. Oh, definitely a good PR move. So um, why don't we talk about your favorite place to eat, Grubhub, and uh, my favorite <laughs> place to be in New York City. You can't eat at Grubhub. Grubhub is where you deliver stuff from other places to eat. Yeah, but if you're going to get Grub, you might as well be at the Hub. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. So, grub, so grub, a Grubhub promotion Ooh. turned New York City restaurants into a, quote, war zone. The deal resulted in 6,000 New Yorkers placing an order every minute, overwhelming kitchens and delivery workers. What were they thinking? So basically what happened is Grubhub's plan, what he had this, they had this ambitious plan to feed everyone in New York mm -hmm. City and the surrounding tri-state area for free during lunch hours on Tuesday. And the platform cited a survey it conducted that found that 69% of working New Yorkers said they had skipped lunch. But that is where the stunt ended up going wrong after Grubhub's platform crashed because New Yorkers rushed to place orders and the fiasco left restaurants, restaurants overwhelmed, delivery workers frustrated, and many customers with empty stomachs. Well, Fee from Yaya Mexican in West Village Called it a show. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine like having like a regular day and then all of a sudden, like it just goes, tick, 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 you know what I mean? All the, all the receipts start coming up and all the orders start coming through. But I don't understand why. Is it just trying to, try to highlight that people aren't eating lunch? Yeah, that's what I was gathering. Because New Yorkers don't stop to eat lunch. So it's like, hey, stop to eat lunch. We'll give it to you for free. <laughs> That's bullshit. Don't tell me when I can eat. And like, you know, and uh, you know what I mean? Like if I don't want to eat lunch because I'm a driven individual, then forget it. And I New mean, Yorkers I, don't I have think it time. was, 
I think it was a clever promotional idea. However, I don't think it was well thought through in terms of the, uh, obviously it wasn't well thought through in terms of the logistics. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that going to work? Also, how expensive is that? Really expensive, I would imagine. Really expensive. But I'm guessing it was only specific restaurants. I don't think it was everything, maybe. Or who knows? Because when they do deals like that, sometimes they'll block out certain restaurants from the deal. But I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, how could you not tell the restaurants that were participating in the program that that was going to happen? I don't know. I mean, it's so this, I was just reading this, this fast casual chicken restaurant in Brooklyn this woman said, typically we were busy from the moment we opened the door and nobody told us about this free lunch thing. Normally it's a tight ship in here, but we, we couldn't keep up. We had no time to restock anything. So half the stuff was missing or sold out. The phone wouldn't stop ringing because people were calling mad as hell to tell us they were missing items or just never got their food picked up. So the Grubhub delivery guys would have to keep coming back. And eventually my coworkers just got irate with the phones constantly being shoved in their faces and some fights almost broke out <laughs> and and honestly this, is the, this is the best thing ever <laughs> that's the best thing ever chris is doing a screen share of what grubhub's free lunch campaign actually looks like <laughs> See? you asked for it folks and the screen share is coming <laughs> so that's amazing. <laughs> That's crazy, right? So obviously, well, I feel kind of bad for him, though, honestly, because it is a it is a clever idea, but it really wasn't thought through practically. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was very smart. So then we have another story, which is uh, on TikTok, because we have to talk about TikTok at least once an episode. And also, this is our this is our point counterpoint. Yeah. So. We, we just did a segue and you didn't even feel it, folks, because I do it painlessly. And you know what? <laughs> this is a new section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a different section now. You have traveled with us. Okay. <laughs> so. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> Here we are. Where are we going? To the 70s space? <laughs> beep, boop, beep. The secret say <laughs> anyway. So TikTok is uh, uh, is opening up their draws. Um, they're opening up um, a new ad product that's going to let brands crowdsource content. So who the hell cares? Well, if you're on TikTok, you should be caring. Um, one of the main issues that everyone has is that they don't know how to connect with a TikTok influencer or a creator, and this is going to allow them to do it right through the platform. So they could basically do like a brief throw it out there and have people bid on it. Is it the be all and end all? No, there's a million different ways of engaging people like an influencer marketing campaign. But I do feel like the reason they're doing this is because TikTok is going to wane at some point and it's going to need content because the people that are power users are going to move on to something else. So they need to get the people like grandmas and grandpas. I'm sorry, grandmas and grandpas out there, but you want to, you want to be on TikTok to reap all the benefits. I got, I, I know you're lying. If you're saying you're not the only person I know does not do TikTok as you. Cause China, China. you know, and it, it, China. China. did, I, did oh. I say it right? You did. You did. It was good, beautiful. Good, good, beautifully good. said. Well Thank sung. You. Thank you. Well sung. Um, China. China. So, but the thing is that uh, I know I don't use it because I don't want to waste my time. But um, a lot of people. <laughs> not because of China. Not because of China. <laughs> so I would say if we're looking at a point counterpoint, is <laughs> on the China side, and I'm on, I have, I have like a business to run. Side. Um, not that I mean, don't. it's, it's both. 
It's 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 a time suck. They'll be on it. Like I'm not kidding you for like on hours just looking at wow. stuff, and it's just wow. like, what the hell is so? I can't even say engaged with Instagram or Facebook. I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible agency owner that I'm saying all of this stuff, but. Um, well, I but I think, I mean, I think that when, that whatever your focus is, cause I honestly have trouble with news for a similar reason, because it's like, I know how much goes into it mm-hmm. behind the scenes that makes it what it is. I know yeah. how the sausage is made. So it makes it less fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the same for you. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely true because if I have to be on LinkedIn and identify influencers and find meaningful ways of engaging with them, I do not want to be doing that in my free time. You know what I mean? It's exhausting. Um, But I think for people that are looking to get involved with TikTok and don't know how to really do it, this is a really great way to kind of lower the barrier of entry, but it's not the deal and end all. And I think it would, I think people are going to gouge them price wise. And I, you know what I mean? I think there's going to be some stuff because yeah. everyone thinks that TikTok is kind of like the best best thing since sliced bread. It is pretty damn good right now, but you're only as good as your last hit. And I feel like, I don't know. It's it's going to happen, right? It happens with everything. Yeah. I mean, I can't even log into my MySpace anymore or my Hotmail account. Oh, I know you were dying to do that. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to see all of my curated Lily Allen playlists. <laughs> so, so in some for this one. <laughs> I know. We went off the TikTok rails a little there. What were the Lily Allen? What was her favorite? What was the most famous song she did? I can almost hear it in my head. Thank you very much. Is that how it goes? Um, don't know if I've heard that song before. I don't know how it goes though for the lyrics. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound like you do, but um, <laughs> see, folks, this is where you got to go into the depths of every one of our shows because you will hear April White Miss Spig- singing a Lily Allen song from 1998. <laughs> Lily Allen doesn't even perform anymore. She's like, she's like. Tina turned her way out. <laughs> it's smile, smile. <laughs> I just looked it up. I know you googled it. Okay, so that was um, April <laughs> summation of the TikTok story. No, so no. Let's... no, we should. <laughs> Wait, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think we what we're saying is TikTok is going to be the new Lily Allen. That we're like, hey, remember how that went? Remember, like, remember TikTok back in the day? What was the name of that again? <laughs> when I just cry, I just smile. Uh, when you're dead, oh. see, like it's this. This is also these haikus. I mean, who could have? We can't even write this stuff up if we were trying. <laughs> I mean, TikTok is is, is the new Lily Allen. <laughs> so, so in sum, we don't think that TikTok's newly launched ad product that lets brands connect with creators and crowdsource content for marketing campaigns is going to last very long. Is that? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's going to come out and I think it's might go away. Uh, but I, I'd be interested. I hope it works. Okay. I mean, it'd be great. I'd, I'd rather do that than try to like hail these people down. Like they're all New York city cabs. I mean, their influence yeah. is the worst. Agreed. And you're, if you're out there, influencers listening to this, uh, we love you. you. Love we you. want to work with you. 
take some take some take some advertising space on our show. Let's go into the next one. This now this story was one that you were really really excited about because it has the Super Bowl involved and your favorite beverage, which is Pepsi. No, neither is true. So Pepsi decided to step away from the Super Bowl halftime show because of a strategic pivot. So they announced on Twitter they're no longer sponsoring the Super Bowl halftime show. And I think this is pretty interesting. Uh, to be honest, I had no idea that Pepsi sponsored the halftime show because I don't really watch the Super Bowl. But that is still interesting to me because that's a very that's a big news and that's obviously a huge ad investment that they're pulling out of. So it's it's interesting why i know you were when we were chatting about this before you were saying that the the halftime shows are always a bit uncomfortable because how did you say it everyone that you used to like comes together and stage all at the same time makes you feel old yeah because <laughs> and it's like well yeah because it's like when you see one of them in the wild or like you know it, it's 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 okay but when you slap all those bastards on a stage at the same time it's just like no. It's like getting really close to Steven Tyler. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> you mean getting close to him physically or just like it feels yeah. like it's Steven Tyler? Okay. No, no. Like if you get really close to him, I bet his face is weird. And so I, think I mean, it's weird from afar. That's what I mean. It's like the Monet that's okay. worse. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. All you do football. We fans. are so <laughs> well, well, our thoughts are with you right now, Stephen. I don't know. Pepsi pulling out. I honestly didn't know that they were associated with this, but it must be. Is it just just the Super Bowl? Is it like all? Is it Monday Night Football too? Or I'm looking. So it said Pe- Pepsi won the Twitter Bowl. An analysis of what's driving the conversation on the platform on Super Bowl Sunday three years in a row and commanded 72% share of voice on social media in February. But, and then they're, they this year they brought out, as you were saying, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre and 50 Cent all at once. One mess. But then it said, in retrospect, it reads sort of a grand finale following Pepsi's decade overseeing the show. That's a good send off, then I guess. Even though, like, yeah. I never thought my dad would be like, I, I really like that Kendrick Lamar guy. <laughs> dad, really? This is our takeaway from the Super Bowl? Dr. Lamar. I feel like that's what your dad would say. Dr. Lamar. Yeah. Dr. 50 Cent, Dr. Lamar. What, doesn't he? Oh, he, oh, he puts a Lil in front of him. He does Little. Yeah. He does a little yeah. everything. Lil. Little. Lil Dre. Lil 50 Cent. Little 50 Cent looks a little old. When I saw him on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he has. But his... does it say why they're doing this? No. No additional comment to share. When no, they're, all they're doing is. Dive. They don't, they don't want to do that. They want to go, they want to focus on streaming platforms, which makes total sense. I mean, it's a big yeah. story. They could probably get more bang for their buck on a Roku. Yep. All right. So, you know what, okay. folks? That's that. Wait, do I mean, we have a point and counterpoint here? Yeah. I, I don't like Pepsi. <laughs> well, huh. you, you don't like it either. I don't either. Okay. I like cans, though. Well, you like cans, too. I like musicians. Okay. You like them, too. <laughs> okay. Well, we just gave you another news story. It was a bonus news story instead of a point-counterpoint. Here you go. See, that's a that's a nice spin. That's what, I need you to shine up this shit sometimes, April. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know what segment we're in. I need. No, I, 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 next I, is cash or trash. Okay, I know this one very well. Yeah. Okay. So the first one we have for our cash and trash folkies is um, Oreo and Ritz team up to make a limited edition cookie cracker snack. 50% sweet and 50% salty and 100% stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this just like a, 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 a thinner version of whatever? Oh. I mean, so I'm actually, wait, 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 Dora, are we going to screen share this? Yeah, I'll, I'll screen photo. share it because everyone's so stupid. As so you guys, for you not on video, what we're looking at is a picture of an Oreo with the cream on one half. And a Ritz with the peanut butter on the other half. And personally, I'm... I'm I think not, I just burped a little bit. Well, you hit it well. But like the... It, it, <laughs> I think... I, I don't know. Like, Okay, so here's my... I have a structural issue with this. Okay, so Ritz are like so flaky and Oreos are really solid. So if you yeah. bite into that, the, it's the top thing's going to go all over the place, and then you have, you're going to have to do it with the Ritz on top. If know. you did it with the Ritz on bottom, you would end up with like crumbs all over your face. I think you have to do like, strategically. I think you have to eat Oreo bottom, Ritz on top. <laughs> I always knew Oreo was the bottom. <laughs> you never know. I so knew you were going to go there. You knew it. You set me up. <laughs> I did. Okay, I'm you going. Two scars. So. I think people will actually like that. You think they'll like it? I think people will enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Good. I think so too. But it still makes me, it still makes me feel weird just looking at it. Well, I think it's the peanut butter that really throws me off because the, same. Yeah, because the peanut butter with that nasty Oreo. I mean, crap. peanut butter and chocolate. I get the cream and the and the maybe maybe it's good. Well. I won't be oh. rushing out to buy it um, when this it's stocked at the stores. Uh, I'm going to give it to Kyle goes. and make him try it. Yeah, do that. Because he Dale, actually eats Oreos, a, unlike you. Yeah. See, Dale likes – I don't think he doesn't like it, either of those. So, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Kyle will be our, our guinea pig. Okay. We'll, 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 get, that, we'll get, get that going. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to everyone with our, our uh, taste tester of one to see if it's good. I love it. And I still then, think it's clever for marketing. Yeah, no cash. It's visual, it's it's visually interesting. Um, I give it I a cash. I'll cash it. You get okay, cool. <laughs> Move on until I find out where you stand, Chris. <laughs> okay, so I the was next- like, come on, what's your answer? Go cash it. So okay. we got a mattress firm. Yes. So <laughs> so there's a mattress retailer that worked with Vox Media to create a series featuring sleeper-related stories and tips uh, in the form of a new podcast. So it's called Are You Sleeping with Mattress Firm? (laughs) I mean, that puts me to sleep just thinking about it. Oh, my God. So this is where it jumps the shark for me. Mattress Firm's podcast consists of six episodes that profile the sleep experiences of consumers and four interstitial segments featuring answers to listener questions. Ew. Hosted by a comedian. Ugh. Wait, who is it? <laughs> oh, God. That's who's the last thing we need. By? Wait, who is it hosted by? Kate Brown? I don't oh, know who that my. is. 
but I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's witty. I bet she is cracking you up in your sleep. You know, it's like, oh, so how did you sleep last night? Oh, really well. Hey, but I mean, it's, I don't, I, I trash this. Now, if this was ASMR, if this was like guided sleep stories, I'd be all on board. But the profile of users. Guided sleep stories is cool or sleep tips. Like if you have trouble sleeping or if you have insomnia or which is the same thing, or if you have some other <laughs> trouble falling to sleep. If you struggle sleeping <laughs> or you have insomnia. Well, the thing is that. At I, least I, I called myself on it. I didn't yeah, wait for you. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't even get out, to, I got out of the gate fast enough. But the, do you, do you feel that podcasts are conducive to sleep? Like if you, do you listen to podcasts to go to sleep? I don't, but I do have a friend that would do that and like sleep listening to podcasts all night. Is the friend you and you don't want to say it? No. Okay. The, I'm, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, just said, I, would, I would admit that. That's not that weird. No, because I, what I found is that when I would, when I would listen to podcasts, I would not get the same uh, quality of sleep. Got it. But also like I have a, I got a new mattress this is a long story. But the, um, it says that you're not supposed to read in bed either. And I do that. Every really? Night. Yeah. It says you shouldn't read to go to sleep. You should just go into bed and fall asleep. That's how you hmm. should do it. Or look at TikTok for 500 hours. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh-uh. Yeah. So right, I, I, I trash this. I'm trashing the big style, G. Yeah. And then we have one. <laughs> that's Lil G to you. <laughs> Lil G. <laughs> Lil April. <laughs> <laughs> and the Arizona massive. Okay. That's right. So, okay. So now this is one that you're going to read because I, I, I'm not a, yes. I'm not, you're a, not a subscriber to PR week. No, they kicked me out after okay. my unfavorite comments last week. Uh Oh, uh Oh, so what do we got here? This, this sounds so, cool. like this hidden Valley ranch was mm. used to make a real diamond. <laughs> The one-of-a-kind gemstone sold for $12,550, benefiting Feeding America. So, And the picture is something old, something new, something borrowed, something ranch. You love it. You love it. It's like, it's like if, if, if a grandmother could write a headline. Okay. So let me just, let me just keep going here. So the company known for making something you put on salad made something Wait, that you put on your ring finger. This is really elegant. But how did they do that? So they made a diamond from ranch seasoning, placed it in a ring, and then auctioned it off to benefit a nonprofit. And then it looks like it went to a a lesbian couple who is now featured on all of these weird pictures. Okay, now I have to do screen share. Oh, don't bring the couple into it. Oh my Look. gosh, that's an aggressive, <laughs> that's an aggressive share. <laughs> your social security card up there too. Sorry, but wait, look. So there's like the pictures of them and this couple and then they did like all these photo shoots and in every photo there's Hidden Valley Ranch. It's stupid. These pictures are embarrassing. It's, it's pretty awful. It's just, it's not very sophisticated. I mean, it's pretty ham fisted. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also all the writing in that article is terrible. See, this is why PR Week doesn't want me uh, to read. That's the why they kicked you out. Yeah, they kicked me out. Yeah, I, they slapped a writ on it. But no, um, I don't. Still, I don't understand how. They I don't. Work. I don't even get. There's no organic connection between the Diamond Ring and Hidden Valley Ranch. That's why I'm just. How did they? And how did you put it in a? Is that a man-made diamond? And then they just put hidden valley ranch into the <laughs> it's like so weird I, I was like my brain can't even get i mean i'm a i can i'm a pretty spherical thinker but this is just no you're really you're really like 10 clicks too <laughs> far for me i'm really trying to figure this out it's like i guess there's a it comes from a company that you where you can manufacture diamonds from the ashes of your loved one called life gem out of chicago i have an answer the round brilliant diamond was created by a professional diamond maker in a lab by heating hidden valley ranch seasoning to 2500 degrees fahrenheit and then crushing the leftover shard dressing beneath 400 tons of pressure and the diamond took five months in total to create i still don't understand so have you ever had um why have you would ever you had, do like, this ranch like just the the powder ranch no okay oh no it's 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 actually not a bad deal because they have spring really onion too. yeah because if you want to do cheese ball or something it's really good for cheese balls and dips um but the um but it's kind of like um it's almost like parmesan okay and they so they're they're crushing that again and again and again and again to get that beautiful ring how is this okay i so I sort of understand that, even though the process is still foreign to me. But why is a diamond ring connected to Hidden Valley Ranch connected to a charity? It's like, it's a very, I mean, talk about taking a long walk to get there. It's like, this is like a roundabout. This is like, this is like, this is like a walkabout. Like, this is the fucking like walk around the globe and somehow they go. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, the bare minimum is a walk. It <laughs> bare minimum, it's a it's a walk from Tijuana through America through Canada to Alaska. Like that's oh the bare god. minimum. I'm bringing Tijuana into it. Uh, so, <laughs> I know, well, here's the thing: if they were using it to kind of do the whole gay angle, then the ring makes sense and everything. But it wasn't. They made it to auction it for charity, right? For a for a food charity, right? And then it turned into like a gay pride play. Right. And it just very, it is, it is a global so walkabout. So disjointed. <laughs> it is a global walkabout that everyone was, everyone was asking for. I, I mean, I think so. I don't think anyone was asking for it though. Yeah. I think it just happened. So it's just well, the one thing, see, the one thing that came out of this is that you now know that there is a ranch powder that you can use to season seasonal dips. I thought you were going to say that I could make rings out of ashes, but. Nope. Um, I don't have any extra. Um, <laughs> After I murder you in my new garage. And yeah. Then, and oh my then. God, guys. You should have seen the murder garage that she's trying to put me in. <laughs> that's a that, that's for our Patreon viewers. <laughs> that's for our only fans. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. Well, that was, that was something else. And I, I'm sorry, folks, to leave it on the Hidden Valley Ranch story because it was really... Trash! Yeah, it's trash. It had to be really long, like, see, because the the global walkabout. Global walkabout. I would say 
if you want to see a bad idea poorly executed, that's what I would look at. I would show that to somebody. Like that's something that should be studied in class, right? This is this is stupid. So if you're doing this, you're a dumb. I think it's worse than the weird yurts that were at Coachella. What was that for the the the, oh, four, course, the four course meal for what brand was? Oh, it was oh it was all not Cheetos or something. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Frito Lay's. Frito Lay's. Frito Lay's. <laughs> like how you said that. It was all one word. Um, yeah, that's it's pretty terrible. My inner that they bring ranch. Well, remember the last time we had ranch was on the shoes. We had Crocs. Yeah. That were Crocs. Yeah. Hidden, little- yeah, Hidden Valley Ranch is really into these weird Thanks. collaborations and weird marketing things. Chris, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Because after talking about like ranch and like bedtime stories and like comedians, I just I, I'm just inspired. Comedians. Comedians. <laughs> Comedians. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us on another um, white knuckle ride. And that's Hype Busters. Currently, I can't feel my hands either. Um, so <laughs> I, was, I was holding on tight. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you have any questions about the news companies and conversations from the show this week, um, their show, their show notes. So just read them. Also, our DMs are always open for news, companies, suggestions, anything you want to hear about next. So please hit us up. And if you're looking for a chance to put your brand in the hot seat, we want to hear from you. We'll be nice. We promise. Yeah. But literally after we roasted every single person on the show, no one's going to want to be a guest. I mean, come on. You know what? Hey, if you got, if you got balls, we'll, we'll have you. Um, as long as you're not boring. Is this a good pitch? <laughs> this is a good pitch. I don't think so. We'll see you next time for more Real Talk on Strategic Communications with Chris and April. Yep, that's me. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.